Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey there, thanks for listening to the Ask the Expert North Texas podcast. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. There's something special happening in the skies this weekend. It's a rare chance to see something called a super blood moon total uh, lunar eclipse. It's a mouthful and a combination of factors involving the Earth, the Moon, and the Sun. On today's Ask the Expert, we are joined by Ryan Bennett. He is the Program Director at the Planetarium and Astronomy Program at the University of North Texas. Ryan, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for having me. So what's the big deal here? What is the combination of things that are happening this weekend? Well, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, we've just got a total uh, solar eclipse or total uh, lunar eclipse going on, not solar. Um, and, uh, you know, in this particular situation, of course, this is whenever the sun passes or the earth passes in between the uh, sun and moon. Um, and then, of course, the uh, moon's or the earth's shadow is actually cast onto the uh, moon. And we're, uh, one of the things that's interesting about this, I think, the most is uh, th- at this particular time, this is also happening in what we call a supermoon. A supermoon is whenever the moon is at perigee, uh, which means it is just at its closest approach to Earth, uh, which essentially means that it just appears a little bit bigger in our sky. And that's pretty much what it comes down to. We call a total lunar eclipse a blood moon as well, uh, because whenever the uh, Earth actually blocks the moon in just the right way, whenever its shadow is being cast in just the right way, it will make the moon appear red in color uh, for the same reason, actually, that sunsets appear red. Um, So what's really happening here is light from uh, the sun is passing through Earth's atmosphere on through its shadow that it's being cast on the moon. And so that light is actually being refracted a little bit by the atmosphere, causing it to look a little bit more red, just like a sunset. And so it gives you what we call a a blood moon. That is so cool. And when's the last time we've had both of these happening at the same time? You know, that's an excellent question. I wish I could tell you. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, you know, usually you get probably about uh, four supermoons a year, roughly. Um, and usually you get two total lunar eclipses a year. Um, but for those things to coincide at the same time is, is not normally, it, I would say it's probably been at least four or five years or so since we've had something like that. But that's, I wouldn't quote me on that completely. Although I guess you were going to. <laughs> I know that there are certain parts of the country that will be able to see it better. How will the viewing be here in North Texas? I mean, it'll be excellent. You know, we have another uh, total lunar eclipse that'll be coming up on uh, November 8th, I believe. Uh, But that one's going to be out in the middle of the night. Like it's going to be happening. I think it starts 4 a.m. This one actually is going to start about what technically starts at 
uh, 8.30. Uh, but this is whenever the penumbral part of the eclipse starts to happen. And you can't really see that very well. The penumbra is part of the Earth's shadow that's just really not that dark. And unless you don't have a very trained eye, you're not going to be able to see it. So whenever you start to see the uh, actual partial uh, eclipse start to begin, whenever we start to move through the umbral shadow, that doesn't happen until 9.30. But you don't have to stay up really, really late to see it. That one on November 8th, that doesn't even start until about uh, 4.30. So this, this does give you kind of the, this is probably the only one this year that most of us are going to be able to actually start to see before bedtime. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and how long does that entire process of the eclipse take? Uh, it can vary, uh, you know, one way or another, it can actually vary depending on where you are uh, on the globe. Uh, here, it looks like it's going to take about three and a half hours or so to move through the entire eclipse, which is actually a fairly long one. I know that there is, there's some confusion between lunar and solar eclipses and which one is the dangerous one. It's perfectly safe to look at a lunar eclipse with your naked eyes, right? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, of course, the solar eclipse, you definitely want to avoid that. Get those solar eclipse uh, glasses and all that kind of stuff. We do have one of those coming up in 2024. But we'll have full totality here, which will be a fun thing to do as well. Uh, but yeah, lunar eclipse, totally, uh, totally fine to look at with without the aid of anything. In fact, we'll be pointing telescopes at the lunar eclipse. Um, so that you can actually even get a closer look at everything that's going on. It's kind of nice because you can see the shadow passing through. Whenever you see that, that allows you to actually see other features on the moon that you usually can't see. We talk about how, you know, the moon affects uh, gravity, affects the waves and in the ocean and whatnot. How is the Earth affected by these eclipses when they happen? Uh, I mean, predominantly, it's just the light that's coming off of the moon for the most part. Uh, tides and everything like that are going to come to effect. They're always going to follow the moon wherever the moon's path is. There's even actually some tidal force that actually gets put on the surface of the Earth, and the surface of the Earth actually changes just a little bit. It's very insignificant. Obviously, water is a lot easier to change, and that's why we see it in tides. But, uh, but no, uh, as far as the eclipse goes, the major effect is going to be just essentially almost viewing the moon go through all of its phases in just you know a few moments instead of waiting an entire month. Um, but I do know, uh, hopefully I don't introduce anything there that confuses people and thinks phases are actually caused uh, by the Earth's shadow because that's a totally different story that we could talk about if you want. What about, the, what about the supermoon part of it? How is that going to affect tides, the fact that the moon is actually closer to the Earth than at its apogee? That's a good question. So with it being a supermoon, definitely tides would be at their highest, right? So whenever, whenever, whenever you're close, whenever you've got, you know, the two objects that are closer together, the force of gravity is actually a little bit stronger. Um, so um, at that particular time, you would get higher tides or really lower tides. You just get a bigger disparity between the tides, right? You get to your highest high tides and your lowest low tides. That typically happens in full moons anyway. And so that's kind of what your super moon is. It's, it's whenever the moon is at its closest approach and it's either a new moon or a full moon. Um, and so whenever it's at its closest approach, uh, obviously, you know, the gravity would be a little bit tighter there. You, you probably, most people I think are already probably aware that uh, full moon and new moon are whenever you've got uh, the highest and lowest tides usually. But, you know, couple that with its closest approach and there'll be even a little bit higher. There'll be more disparity. What are you most looking forward to with this uh, occurrence? 
You know, honestly, what I'm usually looking forward with these things is just whenever we have events, getting kids out um, and, and getting them interested in astronomy. I mean, that's that's kind of my that's kind of my bag as far as that kind of stuff goes. Kids get interested in it. They they perk up. You know, we get them to look through telescopes and stuff like that. And maybe we mold little scientists. Now, you, you had brought it up earlier and mentioned the fact that less than two years from now, we're going to see a full total solar eclipse and we'll be able to see it here in the Dallas Fort Worth area as well. Are you already making plans for what to do, even though it's two years off? We are, yes. We're looking into all kinds of stuff right now. Uh, it actually turns out that Denton is about five miles out of full totality. So now we're actually looking to maybe host the event a little bit away from UNT, see if we can find a stadium or something like that somewhere. But it's going to be a crazy event. Uh, anytime these solar eclipses happen, they bring a lot of people with them. So there'll be a lot of people coming into town gas up your cars, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, but it really is amazing. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've never seen one of these personally myself. This will be my first one. Um, I've seen several partials. But what I'm told is, is you literally get to see the line of darkness sweep up over you, right? And even like animals and stuff like that that are more nocturnal animals will start acting like it's night for a few minutes. They'll get a little confused, uh, stuff like that. But uh, overall, I mean, I think it, we, we've definitely been planning for it. We're going to have a great event, and we're just going to pray that it's just not cloudy that day. And you guys do actually have an event coming up for this. Um, tell our listeners how they can bring their families out. Oh, sure, sure. So we're holding an event on the 15th. Uh, we'll start selling tickets, uh, $5 each at 9 o'clock. Um, probably might have to start selling a little bit earlier. These events usually do get pretty crowded. Um, uh, so it's at the Rafus Urban Astronomy Center. That's uh, UNT's uh, Urban Astronomy uh, Observatory that we have uh, not too far away from campus, pretty close to the Denton Airport. Um, we invite, you know, anybody to bring out, you know, chairs, you know, maybe a little picnic or anything like that, kind of camp out, hang out. We've got plenty of places to, to hang out out there. We're going to have all of our telescopes out, set it up, focused on it. Um, so you can take really, really live looks at it. Uh, we've also got some telescopes that we're going to have set up uh, where uh, kids and adults alike can learn how to use telescopes, learn how to point them. Uh, we've also purchased these nice little things that you can attach to the end of an eyepiece, and then you can attach your phone to it so you can actually take some pictures of the eclipse. Um, so that's going to be something that we're going to be looking at doing too. Um, we've also recently upgraded one of our telescope huts for doing professional astrophotography. This was a lot of things due to COVID and stuff like that. And um, essentially, uh, we'll be doing some professional astrophotography as well, if anybody wants to join us and see some of that. One of the things that'll be really nice is whenever we get totality is it'll actually get really dark for a little while, and totality is going to last for a while this time. So we'll actually be able to take some pretty good astrophotography as well outside of the moon, like we'll probably take pictures of some galaxies and things like that. Um, but uh, plenty of stuff to do. Uh, we've got plenty of astronomy experts on hand to kind of explain what's going on. We'll kind of talk a little bit about some of the things I talked about earlier, but illustrated with some diagrams and things like that in one of our classrooms. Um, but yeah, it should be a really, really fun event. We're hoping we'll have a lot of people come out. Um, I do warn people that sometimes our parking lot fills up, then you got to kind of park down Tom Cole Road a little bit. Um, I should, you know, let everybody know too, like if you can't make it out, it really is something you can just go in your backyard and watch too. Uh, you just won't be able to look at us through the telescopes or anything like that or take some of the different pictures, but you can definitely see it and enjoy it and I encourage everybody. Ryan Bennett is the Planetarium and Astronomy Program Director at UNT on Ask the Expert. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.